A longtime favorite radio comedy, The Great Gildersleeve, starring Willard Waterman, is the show featured on this track. Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering. I have a short story I want to relate to you before I introduce the track. The story has nothing to do with the track you're going to hear. It's just that I think it's rather funny and I thought I would share it with you. It seems an old man and a young man worked in an office next to each other. Coming back after the COVID separation, back into the office. Now the young man noticed that the older man always had a jar of peanuts on his desk. The young man loved peanuts. One day, while the older man was away from his desk, the young man just couldn't resist and he went to the old man's jar and ate over half the peanuts. When the old man returned, the young man felt very guilty and he confessed, taking the peanuts. The old man responded, Oh, that's okay. Since I lost my teeth, all I can do is lick the chocolate off the M&Ms. Everyone go, Ooh, that's gross. Now, the title of the Great Gildersleeve episode you're going to hear is Bronco Tries to Run the House from March 21st, 1951. Incidentally, the series ran from 1941 to 1957. The series was written as a continuing story, so hearing an episode without having heard the previous episode and not being familiar with the characters and storyline was a bit of a problem. But people liked the show so much, a large majority of the audience listened every week. Let me see if I can give you some idea of what has happened before you hear this track. And there are Gildersleeve episodes on the comedy playlist of this podcast. The show is set in the small town of Summerfield. Willard Waterman stars as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the local water commissioner, struggling to raise his niece Marjorie, played by Mary Lee Robb, and his precocious nephew Leroy, played by Walter Tetley. And he is also trying to date some of the town's most attractive female residents. The show emphasizes a gentle humor that can grow out of having realistic characters and situations with which audiences could and did identify. Now Marjorie has married Bronco, played by Richard Krenner, and she has given birth to two twins. There have been problems trying to name the twins. Everyone has suggestions. Marjorie and the twins are coming home from the hospital, and she tells Gildy, that's short for Gildersleeve, that he is not needed at home. Bronco, her husband, will take care of everything. So Gildy goes to a meeting of his Jolly Boys Club. And in the episode you're about to hear from March 21st, 1951, Bronco tries to run the house without Gildy and with Marjorie and the two twins present and accounted for. Another character often heard is Birdie, the maid played by Lillian Randolph. Let's see how successful Bronco is at running the house. This is Heirloom Radio, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for supporting this by listening to the podcast. I do not take it for granted. Thank you. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve.
Great Gildersleeve is brought to you each week by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of parquet margarine. Would you like to win a glamorous new Ford Victoria or one of the more than 1,150 other valuable prizes? Then enter Parquet Margarine's sensational $83,500 Name the Twins contest. Full details in our next announcement. Have paper and pencil ready. Meanwhile, remember, Parquet is the margarine that tastes so good because it's always fresh. Get good-tasting, fresh-tasting Parquet tomorrow at your grocer's. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Now let's look in on the great Gildersleeve. When there are babies in the house, it makes a lot of difference. There's more silence and more noise and more work and more play. In fact, there's more of everything going on. Yes, sir, since the twins came to the great Gildersleeve's house, the day begins pretty early. <laughs> Listen to that. Pretty husky voice, huh, Leroy? Yeah. You must be the boy. Sounds like a baritone. You hope he doesn't wake up the little girl. He woke me up at 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah, with babies around the house, you don't need an alarm clock. Trouble is, you can't set them. They're liable to go off any time. <laughs> well, these twins have been pretty good. They've got that sunny, gildersleeve disposition. Yeah? Well, here comes Marjorie and Bronco with the babies. We're trying to get them back to sleep, Uncle. You. Sorry, Marjorie. Good morning, Bronco. Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Leroy. Hi. Oop. Leroy, you frightened the baby. I did. Now, big boy, that's just your Uncle Leroy. You big boy? Well, since we haven't selected names for the twins yet, we call them Big Boy and Little Girl. Yeah, cute idea. Hello, Big Boy. Get you, 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 goo. <laughs> hey, look, you grabbed my finger. They'll grab anything. Hey. <laughs> you look at him, hang on. He was asleep until that window shutter upstairs started banging. Oh? I thought you were going to have that shutter fixed, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, I'm going to. I'll have it fixed right away. You said that last week. Yeah, well, Bronco. Shh. Big boy's going to sleep. Hmm. Hey, why don't you keep him awake all day so he'll sleep later mornings? Hey, quiet, Leroy. There's too much noise going on around here. Bradford! Yofer! <laughs> Bertie! Did I wake up the baby? Oh, that's all right, Bertie. Sure, that's all right, Bertie. Think nothing of it. It's been done before. Come on, darling. Bertie and Leroy will take you upstairs. I'll take the one that isn't crying. I wouldn't take him upstairs, Bertie. No, Bertie, that trick shutter's banging up there. Hey, trick shutter. Well, we'll take him in the study. I thought that shutter was fixed. Yeah, I know, I know, Bertie. Now let's go eat breakfast. I'll take care of the shutter. I'll get the coffee and orange juice. <laughs> yeah, fine, my dear. Yeah, let's sit down, Bronco. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I could take care of the shutter, Mr. Gildersleeve, but... I hesitate to take the initiative around here since you're the head of the house. Yeah, Bronco, you won't find me resenting anything. We're one big happy family. If anybody has any constructive suggestions about how this house should be run, he should speak up. Yes, sir. I probably shouldn't mention it, but if I were running the house, I'd do something about that light in the linen closet. You light in the linen closet? Yeah, I hadn't looked in there recently. Well, the switch doesn't work, but I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah, I want you to mention these things, my boy. Anything else wrong around here? Uh, no. 
No, Bronco, you've got something on your mind. Out with it. Oh, it isn't anything big, Mr. Gildersleeve. None of these things are important. Well, they're getting important. Continue. Well, if I were running this house, I'd put a new window pane in the attic. Oh, I didn't know it was broken. Yeah, it's cracked. I was up there the other day and a lot of cold air is coming in. You nosy son-in-law. <laughs> you understand, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'm not trying to take over. Oh, no. But these are things I'd do if I were running the house. Oh, yes. Are you two starved for breakfast? Oh, yeah. Marge, how about Mr. Gildersleeve's bacon and eggs? No, he's telling me what to eat for breakfast. <laughs> shouldn't have let that conversation with Bronco upset me this way. After all, I asked for it. Yeah, but he didn't have to give it to me. You think I'll stop in Floyd's and cool off under a hot towel? Well, come on in, Commissioner. Hello, Floyd. Welcome to little Floydy Munson's tonsorial emporium. I think that's French for barbershop. <laughs> yes, yes. Just give me a shade. You bet. Toot sweet. I know that's French. You're all right, Floyd. Hurry up. Talky barber. What's that? Uh, nothing. I'm sorry, Floyd. I... You... You... <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a little irritable this morning. What's the matter? Ain't you had your breakfast yet? I'll say I have. I was even told what to eat. Yeah? Well, you ain't married. Who could be doing that? Well, I don't believe in talking about my relatives, Floyd. But I don't mind saying quite a change has come over Bronco. Yeah? I guess having twins would change any man. Yeah, that could have something to do with it, all right. Now that he has a family of his own, he wants to run the whole house. Uh-oh. If I were you, do I'd do this, he tells me. If I were you, I'd do that. Big eye. Well, my wife, Lovey, tried to take over once, except she didn't say, if I were you, she said, if you don't. Hey. <laughs> yes, well, this is a little different, Floyd. Darn kid thinks he can run the house better than I can. You know, I'd like to see him try it. Why don't you let him try? That's the way I shut up Lovey. You? She wanted to take charge of everything, so I let her. Right on the day the milk bill was due, and the clothesline fell down. Yeah, Floyd, I couldn't shove all the responsibilities of the household on an inexperienced boy. Why not? Certainly learned Lovey a lesson. She ain't opened a yap since. <laughs> she hasn't? And Lovey ain't exactly a clam. <laughs> I let her handle everything, Commish. And in a week, she was begging me to be boss again. Well, I wouldn't want Bronco to take over then have to come begging me to... See? Why not? <laughs> now you're getting smart, Kamish. Yeah. I'd only be doing it to teach the boy a lesson. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hello, Leroy. Are you ready for dinner? Yeah, I'm washed. Unc, did you remember? You remember what? It's allowance day. Well, you'll have to look to Bronco for your allowance. Bronco? Are you kidding? Shh, shh, Leroy. He doesn't know it yet. But I'm going to let him run the house for a while. Isn't that a dirty trick, making him pay all the bills? Uh, no, your old uncle will still furnish the money. Within reason. Bronco seems to want the experience, and I'm going to accommodate him. 
Gosh, Bronco handling the money. This will be a pushover. <laughs> Wait a minute, Leroy. I haven't given him the range yet. Okay. Gee, I could hit him for two weeks in advance. I could hit him for a raise. You poor old Bronco. Dinner! You're coming, Bertie. Hello, Anki. Good evening, Marjorie. Well, hello, Bronco. Oh, we're waiting for you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Leroy. Hi. I mean, uh, good evening, Bronco. Did you have a pleasant day today? What? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm glad to hear it. What's the matter with Leroy? <laughs> well, prime ribs. Bronco, why don't you carve tonight? Me? Oh, no, Mr. Gildersleeve, you carve. You're the head of the family. Well, not necessarily. Go ahead, Bronco. Sure, Bronco, you've got to learn sometime. Well... That's exactly what I was thinking today. What's that? Marjorie's right, Bronco. You have to learn sometime. As a matter of fact, why don't you take over the job of managing the house for a while? Oh, I couldn't do that. Yes, you can. We'll put everything in your hands. You can keep the books, pay the bills. Pay the allowances. You hold it, Leroy. <laughs> what do you say, Bronco? It'll be up to you to keep things shipshape. Mr. Gildersleeve, does this have anything to do with what I said this morning? Oh, no. Like I said, I don't resent criticism. Whoa. And like you said, you need the experience. Of course, you'll make a few mistakes. Good, what the heck? Oh, I know I'd never be able to handle things the way you do. Oh, you seem to run the house without doing anything. <laughs> well, that's the way I run the office, too. <laughs> now, I want you to run things for a while. I want you to learn your lesson. Yeah, I mean, how to run the house. Well, all right, Mr. Gildersleeve. If that's the way you feel, I'll take a run at it. Yeah, fine. From now on, we'll all take orders from you. Oh, Bronco. Is he officially in charge now, Unc? Yes, indeed, Leroy. Fire away. Uh, Bronco? Yes, Leroy? Congratulations on being in charge of everything. I know you'll do a super job. Well, thank you, Leroy. May I have my allowance now? You smooth boy. <laughs> Leroy, about your allowance. Yeah? There's a broken window in the attic. There is? Uh-oh. Here's the potatoes and gravy. Ain't nobody started carving yet? Yeah, I'll carve in a minute, Bertie. Bronco's running the house for a while, Bertie. He's wrestling with his first problem. Yes, sir. Now then, about the window. It seems to have been broken by a BB gun. No kidding. Marjorie, have you been shooting a BB gun? <laughs> of course not, silly. Mr. Gildersleeve? You're not the water commissioner. Honor bright. Bertie, are you hiding a BB gun somewhere? Not me. Bertie's innocent. <laughs> well, it wasn't me, and it couldn't have been the twins. How do you know? <laughs> Leroy, could it have been you? Okay, you got me. But it was an accident. I was shooting icicles off the eaves. I see, but unfortunately, Leroy, accidents cost money. Yep, here it comes. And I think you should contribute 25 cents out of your allowance toward a new window pane. Oh, for corn's sake. Yeah, I'll pay the balance out of the house fund. But gosh, I could see a movie for that. I know, Leroy. But in organized society, we must have our rules and regulations. Rules, schmools, I'm out two bits. <laughs> yeah, Bronco's right, Leroy. I don't mean to be hard, Leroy. Just think of me as working for the good of all of us. I'm trying to be efficient in the job to which I've been elected. 
Now then, little fella, are there any questions? Yeah, when can we hold another election? (laughs) (laughs) Bronco may be impeached before he can resign. Great Gildersleeve will return after this important announcement. Margie and Bronco still need names for their twins, and you may win the prize of a lifetime by helping them out. Yes, just listen to the prizes to be awarded in Parquet Margarine's $83,500 Name the Twins contest. Each week for five weeks, Parquet is awarding four glamorous new Ford Victorias, and in addition, ten General Electric portable dishwashers, 20 General Electric Triple Whip Mixers, 100 crisp new $20 bills, 100 crisp new $10 bills. That's 234 prizes each week for five weeks. Now, here's how you enter. Think of names for the twins. One's a boy, one's a girl, remember? Get an entry blank from your grocer. It will tell you how prize-winning entries are selected. Or use plain paper if you prefer. Send your names for the twins, plus your own name and address, to Parquet Margarine, Box 6799, Chicago 77, Illinois. With each entry, enclose the red end flap from a package of Parquet Margarine. And remember, if you'd like to try for a first prize, plus a special $500 cash bonus, include two Parquet red end flaps. One end flap entitles your entry to full consideration for a Ford Victoria... Two red end flaps entitle you to $500 extra if your entry wins one of the weekly first prizes. This week's contest ends at midnight this Saturday. So hurry! Remember the address, Parquet Margarine, Box 6799, Chicago 77, Illinois. Get your entry off tomorrow. Well, a couple of days ago, the great Gildersleeve turned the job of running the house over to his son-in-law and sat back to watch developments. What's developed? Well, Bronco's doing a great job, and he seems to be saving the water commissioner money. Mr. Gildersleeve, I fixed that light in the linen closet. Oh? Call in an electrician, did you? No, sir. No, I cut off the master switch and fixed it myself. Well, Bronco, you're learning fast. That's exactly what I would have done had I gotten around to it. Well, you've given me something to shoot at. When a problem comes up, I ask myself, how would Mr. Gildersleeve have done this had he gotten around to it? Uh, Yes. Well. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi, Marge, honey. Well, my dear, how are things downtown? Oh, I had a wonderful shopping trip. Is shopping trip? How are the babies? They're over there in their cribs. What'd you buy, Marge? Hello, pretty babies. Here's your mother. Marge, what'd you buy? Oh, you precious little darlings. I don't know which one of you is the cuter. Marge, what did you buy? Yeah, that Bronco hangs on like a bulldog. Oh, just a hat. A hat? Yeah, but you have a hat. A lot of them. Well, maybe it's an Easter bonnet, Bronco. But she's already bought an Easter bonnet. But I couldn't resist this one. Wait till you see it. Open the box. Yeah, I'll open it, Bronco. You look too nervous. Well, I'm not nervous, but Marge, don't yeah, you Here think... it is, Margie. Here. Here, put it on. Oh, thank you, Unky. There, isn't it adorable? And only seven ninety-five. Seven ninety-five? For that? Oh, <laughs> oh Bronco! What do you think, Uncle Mort? Well, I don't think the hat's that funny, Marjorie. You men, laugh if you want to, but the twins'll like it. Look, babies, look at Mother's new hat. 
Oh, my goodness. Hey, you see, Marge, big boy agrees with his father. Well, I'll bet he's just hungry. But I'll take it back. Help me take him upstairs, Bronco. Sure. Come on, big boy. Your mother doesn't want that hat, does she? Well, I guess I really don't need it. No. Oh, you'll be the prettiest girl in the Easter parade in that other one. Do you really think so? Hey, what a cagey operator. <laughs> well, he's saving money and making her like it. Yes, please. Yes, Bertie. Is she taking it back? Yeah. Bronco laughed her out of it. Yes, sir. <laughs> that man sure is making Miss Marjorie and Leroy toe the line. Well, he's opening my eyes. He's a good manager. Yes, sir. He's counting pennies with everybody in this house except Bertie. Yeah, he's a fine boy. Of course, he knows he don't have to check up on Bertie. You won't catch him calling Bertie on the carpet. Well. Oh, Bertie. Yes, Mr. Bronco? I've been wanting to have a talk with you. Me? Uh-oh. Uh, how much did you pay for that hen you roasted last night? Oh, that was a fine hen. I paid 79 cents a pound. 79 cents a pound? Yes, sir, at Steuben's Market. Well, Bertie, I noticed in the paper they had a special on hens at the Acme Market. It's 71 cents a pound. Yes, sir. But there's hens, and then there's hens. <laughs> Miss Gilsleeve knows that, don't you, Miss Gilsleeve? Yeah, Bertie, I'm staying out of this. Well, Bertie, that's a small point, but... If you have an hour or two this afternoon, I'd like to sit down with you and review the operation of the kitchen. Mr. Bronco, don't nobody have to tell Bertie how to buy for the kitchen, do they, Mr. Gilsey? Well, I've never tried to. Bertie, I just have a job to do. I got a job to do, too, and I'm doing it. Bertie is known as the best buyer in the block, ain't she, Mr. Gilsey? Well, I don't doubt it, Bertie. Yes, sir, I'm the best buyer in the block. When them clerks see me coming in the store, they say, here comes Bargain Birdie. <laughs> Don't nobody have to check up on me, because when them clerks see me coming, they say, here comes Bargain Birdie. Yeah, I know, Birdie. Mr. Gilson, you know what them clerks say when they see me coming in the store? Yes, Birdie. That's right, they say, here comes Bargain Birdie. <laughs> you, Birdie gave us more than we bargained for. Well, we'll see. Birdie! If you have a couple hours now, let's have that talk. Uh, Gildersleeve, putting Bronco in charge is the smartest thing you ever did. He could make you rich. Bronco, you've had the reins almost a week now. You're doing a fine job. Oh, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm just trying to drive down the middle of Economy Road. In the middle of Economy Well, you're doing it, too. Let's stop in Petey's and have a Coke. You deserve it. Well, a nickel one. A nickel. Hello, Petey. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Bronco, what can I do for you? Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve invited me to have a Coke, Mr. Peavy. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. I got a fine son-in-law, Peavy. You're doing a great job running the house. Yeah, it's all right here. Well, there are a lot of little extravagancies we're trying to eliminate. A penny saved is a penny earned. You're very good, Bronco. Here are your Coke. Oh, say, here comes the judge. Hello, Horace. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Come in, Judge. Hello, Judge Hooker. You have a Coke with us, Judge. And toast the new financial manager of Gildersleeve Gables. What's this, Gildy? Well, Bronco's been running the house for nearly a week. What he says goes. Oh? 
How's it working out? Wonderful. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, it is. He's got Bertie, Leroy, and Marjorie cutting corners in every direction. No wonder you're pleased. Here's your comp, Judge. Thank you. Gildy, I'm looking for a bowling partner for this evening. Care to join me? Oh, great idea, Judge. I haven't been bowling for a month. Of course, I'll have to ask my exchequer for funds. You will? Yeah, I'm running a little low, and he's the boss. Bronco, give me five dollars. Five dollars? Yeah, that should tide me over. Mr. Gildersleeve, you've had your allowance for the week. <laughs> Gildy, are you on an allowance? My, my. <laughs> well, I'm going along with it like everybody else in the family. The five, please, Bronco. Mr. Gildersleeve, I'll advance it to you if you really insist, but what'll Marjorie and Leroy and Bertie say? Well... They'd want more money, too. It'd set a dangerous precedent and defeat our whole plan. Yeah, but... One rotten apple can contaminate the whole barrel. Yeah, but... Gildy's a rotten apple. <laughs> Watch it, Horace. I think it's up to you and me to show leadership in this situation. Yeah, all right, forget I asked you. Oh, that's cooperating. Yes, yes. Thanks for the treat, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm going to the bank now. Oh, yes. Banking my money. <laughs> Goodbye, ma'am. Bye, Bronco. Goodbye. Well, Gildy, if he won't let you go bowling, we can visit the zoo. That's free. Yeah, all right, Horace. We're going bowling, and I know how to get the money. Peavy. Are you looking at me, Mr. Gildersleeve? <laughs> well, I have a charge account here. Give me $5 and put it on my bill. Mr. Gildersleeve, you don't have a charge account here. I, what do you mean, Pete? Bronco was in yesterday and canceled it. <laughs> canceled my charge account? That's right. It seems he's canceled them all over town. Yofer, that sneaky kid. Just wait till I get home. Wait a minute, Mr. Gildersleeve. That'll be 15 cents for the Cokes. Beavy, you're not worried about that 15 cents. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pay him, Judge. I'll pay you later. far enough. That kid tricked me. Well, he's not going to embarrass me again. I'm taking over. Bronco! Bronco! I'm in your study, Mr. Gildersleeve. In my study. He's in my hair, too. Bronco! I'd like to have a talk with you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, I'm ready to talk. Since we were in Mr. Peavy's, I've been thinking. Now, I'm in a very uncomfortable position. You so am I. It isn't right for me to tell you what to do. Bronco, stop saying what I want to say. Yes, sir. So I've balanced the books and I'm turning them back to you. You? I've notified the rest of the family and here's what I saved on the week's budget. $32.60. You $32.60. That much? Bronco, how'd you do it? Well, it wasn't easy. Bronco, you did a great job. Shake hands, my boy. Uh, thanks for the experience, Mr. Gildersleeve. Now, if you'll excuse me. Yeah, you bet. Run along. Oh, what a fine boy. $32.60. Right, George, there's a young fellow with a head on his shoulders. They just don't come any finer than Bronco. $32.60. Who's that? It's me, Unky. Yo, come in, Marjorie. I'm here 
here, too. Well, what can I do for you? Uh, Bronco says you're in charge again. Yeah, that's right, Leroy. But Bronco did a fine job. We're all indebted to him. I know I'm in debt. You? I had to borrow from Piggy. Uncle Mort Bronco wouldn't let me send out the living room rug, but it can't wait any longer. It just has to be cleaned. Yeah, but, Marjorie. Mr. Gale, please. Yeah, what is it, Bertie? Do I see money in your hand? No, wait. I gotta restock the pantry. Mr. Bronco wouldn't let me buy nothing last week. Yes, but... I need $20, Mr. Gilsey. $20? But, Bertie... I need $15 to have the rug cleaned, Unky. $20, 15 that's 35 I need $2 for lunch money at school. Yeah, that's 37 The motor's busted on the refrigerator. Yeah, but, but, My bike's got a flat tire. Lira. And I really do need that hat. Yeah, I I wait a minute. Rocco! Rocco, come back! Great Gildersleeve will be right back. Don't forget, this week's Parquet Margarine Name the Twins Big Prize Contest ends at midnight this Saturday. Just think, two simple words may win you a thrilling Ford Victoria. Send your names for the twins, your own name and address, and the red end flap from a Parquet package, two red end flaps, if you want to try for that extra $500 bonus as well as a Ford. The address is Parquet Margarine, Box 6799, Chicago 77, Illinois. Get Parquet and an entry blank from your grocer tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that darn Bronco. You what a slicker. Takes all the credit for saving money around this house, then I'm the one who has to pay. You'll never forgive him for that. Oop. You're one of the twins waking up. Better go in and take a look. It's all right. Yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah, sure. Cute little tyke. Hope we get some good names for you. Yeah, they do look like Bronco and Marjorie. Yeah, what the heck. Bronco probably meant well. He isn't a bad son-in-law. Honest and hardworking. And he likes me. Sure, little babies. He's a fine young man. He'd have to be. To be your father. Good night. Good night, folks. <laughs> Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Dick Crenna, Lee Keel, Arthur Q. Bryan, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of parquet margarine and those other famous quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve.
One of the most important ways you can help America strengthen her defenses right now is by supporting the 1951 Red Cross Fund. This year, the Red Cross must have $85 million to meet the needs of the rapidly expanding armed forces, to train and equip millions of home defense volunteers in first aid and home nursing, and to do hundreds of other vital defense jobs. Remember, the Red Cross is mobilizing for the defense of your family, your community, and your nation. And now's the time to help make that defense secure by giving all you can to the 1951 Red Cross Fund. Don't miss The Falcon every Sunday over this station. Check your newspaper for time of broadcast and listen next Sunday as The Falcon solves The Case of the Talented Texan. Enjoy Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life on NBC. NBC. 